Bismillah walhamdulillah Salat wassalamu ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa man Tamasaka bi sunnatihi bi ihsanin Ila yumiddin Amma ba'd after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the Messenger alayhi salatu wassalam and upon his family, his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance into the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min ilmin la yinfa' wa min qalbin la yakshar وَمِن نَفْسٍ لَا تَشْبَعْ وَمِن دُعَاءٍ لَا يُسْمَعْ Verily Allah, we seek refuge with you from knowledge, there has no benefit. And from a heart, there has no fear. And from a soul, there has no satisfaction nor contentment. And from a dua that goes unanswered. And from a dua that goes unanswered. ثُمَّ أَمَّا بَعَتُ بُرْسِيرِ إِخْوَانِ فَنَوَاسِلُ مَعَكُمْ فِي هَذِهِ اللَّيْلَةِ الْمُبَارَكَةِ الْكَرِيمَةِ عَوْنًا مِنَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ We continue in this blessed and noble night of ours, seeking the aid and the assistance of our Lord, the most merciful and the most compassionate. مُسْتِفِدِينَ مُتَعَلِّمِينَ مِنْ عِلْمِ الْفِقْهِ مِنْ عِلْمِ الْفِقْهِ As we continue to learn collectively, Deriving benefit from the science of al-fiqh. فَمَنْ يُذَكِرُنَا بِمَعْنَى الْفِقْهِ فِي اللُّغَةِ الْعَرَبِيَّةِ So who can give us the meaning of al-fiqh linguistically? Al-fahmu arsantuma. طيب al-fiqh fi al-lugha bi-ma'na al-fahm bi-ma'na al-fahm. The word al-fiqh in the Arabic language means al-fahm, understanding. فَإِذَا أَسَّلُوا بِنْتًا مِنْ بَنَاتِنَا سُوَالًا If we ask one of our daughters a question فَنَقُولْ لَهَا مَا فِقْهُكِ عَنِ الْوُضُوءِ مَا أَسَّلُهَا If I say to one of our sisters مَا فِقْهُكِ فِي الْوُضُوءِ What is your fiqh of wudu? What am I asking her? What's your understanding of al-wudu? طَيْ مَا حُكْمُ الْوُضُوءِ What's the ruling of wudu? What's your name again, Shaykh? Muhammad. Jamilan. Ma hukmul wudu? What's the ruling on wudu? Is it obligatory? Mustahabban? Recommended? Haraman? Haram? Al jawaz? Obligatory? Allow? Wudu is obligatory. Jamil Samas. Many wafiqu who agrees? You agree? Tawafiq, tawafiq, kulukum tawafiqun. All of you agree? Al-Tahara, al-Wudu, wajib. Lil Shaykh, you agree? Making wudu is obligatory. Ah, in the Vanatina, one of our sisters. Ma hukmu wudu. What's the ruling on making wudu? Obligatory. Ah. Kulukum ajabtum wa akhtaqtum. Kulukum ajabtum wa akhtaqtum. All of you answered and you are wrong. Huh? When you, when you pray, uh, yeah, I sent. All of you answered, all of you are wrong. You guys owe me how many push-ups? It depends. In order to pray, it's wajib. 
على حسب على التفصيل يا اخوان it depends on the detail يكون احيانا الوضوء واجبا وهذا في الاصل usually or sometimes it's obligatory to make wudu and that's the origin وقد يكون الوضوء مستحبا but it can be recommended to make wudu it can be recommended to make wudu طيب من يفصل who can give us some detail here متى يكون وضوءا واجبا when is wudu obligatory when if you're able ah that but if you're able correct if you have water if you have water huh you have niyyah you have tahara tayyib you have tahara if you're muslim tayyib zid 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 is more is more tayyib idha kunta muhtajan ila tahara if you are in need of purification if you're not in need of wudu la tajib la yajib alayk then it's not obligatory upon you ma ma'na hadha what does that mean Right now we're sitting between two prayers. Al-Maghrib wal-Isha. Perhaps we made wudu before. Then the time for Isha comes. Is it obligatory upon us to make a new wudu? If we didn't break it. Is it obligatory? The answer is no. لكن مستحب تجديدا للوضوء. However, it's still highly, highly, highly recommended to make a new wudu. لكن لا نحتاج إلى الوضوء لأننا في الطهارة. But we're not in need to make a new wudu because we're already in wudu. But if we make a new wudu, it's better. فعلى حسب. So it depends. It depends, يا إخوان. طيب. من قال هذا؟ Who said this, يا إخوان؟ العلم ثلاثة أشياء Knowledge is of three things كتاب ناطق وسنة ماضية ولا أدري هذا قول جميل Knowledge is of three things كتاب ناطق A speaking or a spoken book Meaning the Quran ينطق That speaks طيب سنة ماضية A past سنة Meaning authentic sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. Wala adri. And saying, I do not know. Man qala hadha. Who said that, ya akhwa? Qawlum jameel. A beautiful statement, ya akhwa. Man kana qailu hadha al-qaw. Who used to say that, ya akhwa? Huh? Qabalu. Before him. Sometime before. Qabalu. Before him. Tayyip. Uqtubu hadha. Write this down, ya akhwa. Hadha an Abdillah ibn Umar. Abdillah ibn Umar هذا أول شيء نريدكم كتابته الليلة This is the first thing I want you to write down tonight First benefit of tonight قال Abdullah ibn Umar Abdullah ibn Umar He said قال Abdullah ibn Umar العلم ثلاثة أشياء العلم ثلاثة أشياء knowledge is of three things knowledge is of three things كتاب ناطق a book that is spoken or that speaks meaning the Quran كتاب ناطق a book that is spoken 
Sunnatun maadiyatun. Sunnatun maadiyatun. A past sunnah, an authentic sunnah. Wala adiri. And saying, I don't know. Hadha qawlun jameel. That's a beautiful statement, ya khwan. Zakaru ibn Abdul Bar. Fil jami'. Wal khutib al-Baghdadi. Fil faqib al-Mutafaqih. Wa abu nu'ayn fil hilya. This statement has been mentioned by the great Imam Ibn Abdul Bar in his book Jami' al-Bayan al-Ilmi wa Fadlah, a compilation of knowledge in his virtue, also by the great Imam al-Khatib al-Baghdadi. Ta'ib. Aina tawaqafna. Where do we stop, ayya ikhwan? Al-layla nadrusu ayyathannin. Tonight we're studying what subject? Al-fiqh. من منهج السالكين للإمام السعدي طيب بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الإمام السعدي رحمه الله تعالى وقتصر على الأدلة المشهورة خوفا من التطويل he says and I made it short I summarized it mentioning those famous narrations those famous proofs خوفا من التطويل out of fear that I would make it long out of fear that I will make it long. فَبَيَّنَ الْإِمَامُ سَعَدِيرُ رَحِمَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى سَبَبَ اِقْتِصَارِهِ فِي هَذَا الْكِتَابِ Second benefit of tonight. As-Sa'adi is teaching us why he summarized the book. Why did he summarize it? خَوْفًا مِنَ التَّطْوِيلِ Out of fear that he was going to make it too long. أَحْيَانًا يَا أَخْوَانْ إِذَا الْدَرْسُ يَطِيلُ يَمِلُّ السَّامِعُونَ Usually if the class is long, we go hours and hours and hours and hours. What happens? The people are going to become bored. Maybe most of you will go to sleep. Then we're going to bring out the food. Some people are going to doze off. The sisters are going to start playing. The kids are going to start playing. Myra is going to want to go outside and shoot some hoops. So for this reason, he made it short. خَوْفًا مِنَ التَّطْوِيلِ Out of fear that he was going to make it long. قَالَ وَإِذَا كَانَتِ الْمَسْأَلَةُ خِلَافِيَّةً But if the issue has some difference of opinions. ما معنى هذا? What does that mean, يا إخوان? A difference of opinions. أَحْيَانًا الْعُلَمَاء يَخْتَلِفُونَ Sometimes the scholars, they differ. مَثَلًا ما حكم قراءة الفاتحة في صلاة الجهرية؟ I give you a famous اختلاف. What's the ruling on reciting al-Fatiha on the uh, in the out loud prayers؟ ما حكم قراءة الفاتحة في الصلاة الجهرية؟ What's the ruling on reciting al-Fatiha in the out loud prayers؟ الفجر المغرب والإشاء. What's the ruling on reciting Al-Fatiha out loud? Menuji, who can answer? Huh? Whatever is easy. Jamilan, Hadha عند من? Hadha عند Abi Hanifa. Abu Hanifa says that. That you recite whatever is easy. Qiraat al-Fatiha la tajibu. Hadha qawlu. Alladhi yajibu al-taysir. Abu Hanifa says, Al-Fatiha is not obligatory. At all. What's obligatory is whatever is easy for you. You can recite whatever is easy. That's his opinion. Rahimahullah ta'ala. Tayyip. Hal ulama yakhtalifun. Tayyip. Hal ulama yuwafiquna ma'a kulluhum. 
Do all of the scholars agree with the beloved Imam Abu Hanifa here? No. Answers no. Is there another opinion? Yes. Huh? And Imam Ahmed said, it's obligatory to pray, to recite Al-Fatiha upon everyone praying. The Imam and those who are being led. And this is the strongest opinion and it's held by most of the companions. There's another opinion or only two? Was was it Maliki? Hey, Imam Malik said what? The Imam, as long as the Imam. Hey, Al Tijibu Tajibu Imam Imam Malik. Imam Malik has another opinion. And Shaykh Albani of the scholars of today agree with him. That is only obligatory to recite if you're the Imam. At any rate, sometimes you're going to find in your studies, this scholar says this, that's his proof. This scholar says that, that's her proof. This scholar said this, that's his proof. So we have to do research and learn the proofs. Remember knowledge. You're not memorizing opinions. That's not knowledge, yeah. You just memorize some opinions. Al-Sa'adi says, who remembers the definition of Al-Sa'adi regarding knowledge? Last week's class. Knowledge is what? Knowledge is having knowledge of the truth along with the spoon. Hey, knowledge is having knowledge of the truth. Ma'rifatul haq bi adilla with its proofs. That's what a Sa'di says knowledge is. Having knowledge of the truth bi adilla and knowing the proofs that go with it. And this was the last benefit of last week. He said, and I also summarized and mentioned the proof or the statement that is the strongest in my opinion. <coughs> Following the legislative proofs. Another benefit he gives us is that sometimes he's going to give us a position that he feels is the strongest. And that's every scholar. They're going to give what they feel to be the strongest. And then he's going to mention his proofs. He's going to mention his proofs. Write this down, Yahwan. Al-Ahkamu Al-Khamsa The five rulings The five rulings Al-Ahkamu Al-Khamsa Al-Ahkamu Al-Khamsa The five rulings A. Lil-Islam Meaning the rulings of Al-Islam Yarhamukallah Yarhamikillah Ta'ir 
Qala al wajibu. The first ruling, you're going to write al wajib. Al wajib. Wal haramu. Number two. Al haramu. Wajib obligatory. Al wajib. Number two. Al haramu. Prohibited. Forbidden. Number three. Al makruhu. Al makruhu. Hate it or detest it or frowned upon. Warrabi' number four. Al masnoonu. Al masnoonu. Type here there are three expressions. You can say as a Saadi says, Al Masnoon. Al Masnoon meaning recommended. You can also say as Sunnah meaning recommended. You can also say Al Mustahab meaning recommended. Mutradifat. There are synonyms here. You can say Masnoon, you can say Sunnah, you can say Mustahab. تأتي بنفس المعنى بنفس المعنى each of them have the same وعليكم السلام الله same meaning مسنون سنة مستحب والخامس number five المباح المباح allowed allowed فعندنا خمسة أحكام so we have five rulings الأولى number one number one Al-wajib, obligatory. Number two, haram, prohibited. Number three, makruh, hate it, detest it, frowned upon. Number four, al-masnoon, al-masnoon, recommended. Number five, mubah, allowed. Qala Sa'adi rahimahullah ta'ala, الواجب وهو ما أثيب فاعله وعوقب تاريكه. He says obligatory. What is obligatory? It is when the doer is rewarded and the one who leaves it off is under the possible punishment of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. أي شيء يكون واجبا فاعله يثيب. Anything that's obligatory. Whoever does it gets a reward. وَتَارِكُهُ يُقَبْ And whoever leaves it off can be punished. إِذَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى ذَلِكَ If Allah wants that. مَنْ يُمَثِّلُ لَنَا بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْوَاجِبَاتِ Who can give an example of something that's obligatory? الصَّلَةِ أَيِّ صَلَةِ Which صَلَةِ هَلْ كُلُ صَلَةٍ وَاجِبَةٌ Is every صَلَةِ obligatory? No. The answer is no. أَلَيْ حَسَدْ The five prayers. Right. Who can give us an example of something else that's obligatory? One of our children. Huh? Anything that's give us something that if you do it, you get a reward. If you don't do it, it's a sin. Salah, mashallah. Give us another one. What's your name, man? Alham. Another action that's obligatory. If you do it, you get a reward. You don't do it, there's a sin. Hajj, if you have the ability to. Fasting. I sent. Fasting. Ayyusiyamin. Which fast? Ramadan. Hey, Ramadan. 
ليس كل صوم سوا not every fast is obligatory. الصيام ينقسم إلى قسمين. There are two types of fast. الصيام واجب والصيام تطوع. The obligatory fast and the voluntary fast. The fast on اثنين والخميس واجب أو مستحب. Fasting on Mondays and Thursdays obligatory or recommended? Recommended. الركعة العب قبل أن يخرج من بيته. Wajibun or mustahab? Praying two raka'ah before you leave out your house. Obligatory recommended. Mustahab recommended. Salat ta'i. Raka'atay ala abdi endama yadukhul al-bayt. Wajibun or mustahab? Two raka'ah when you first come in your house. All of you try this inshallah tonight. Kulluna, all of us inshallah. Endama nadukhula al-bayta nusali raka'ati. Awalu shayi. When you first come in your home, pray to Raka'ah. Try your best. Min hadith Abi You try your best. Ta'i. What's another example of something that's obligatory? Zakah. Zakah. One of our sisters. An example of something that's obligatory. Hijab, mashallah. Ta'i. Huna as-sa'di ma yadkuru al-ta'rif. يذكروا الأجر. So here a benefit. السعدي. He's not mentioning the meaning here, the definition. When he says واجب ما أثيب فعله ويقبل تاريخه. هذا ليس تعريفا. When he says obligatory is the doer gets a reward and the one who leaves it off is punished. That's not the meaning. That's the ruling. That's the reward of the thing. You guys with me? That's not the meaning. We'll go over the meaning after we explain, inshallah ta'ala. Athani, number two. Al-haram. Prohibited. Man yumathilu lana bi shay'in min al-muharramat. Who can give us an example of something that's haram? Eating pork. Taib, hal kullu akli lahmi al-khinzir sawa. Is eating pork the same? In every example, the answer is no. Al asl anhu haram. The origin is that is haram to eat pork. Lakin kad yakunu wajiban, but it can be obligatory to eat pork. When can it be obligatory? When you have nothing else to eat, and you're about to die. Taib. Not that I have nothing else to eat. Walmart is closed. Not like that, yeah, Quran. There it is. Give me that hot dog. Not like that. Or you accidentally eat. Eating by accident? La If you eat the pork by accident. Hey, don't know laham. Thumma wajadana annahu laham al-khinzir. Mathalan. I thought it was beef. And then we ate it. You realize this is not beef. This is pork. Did I commit a sin? No. The answer is no. No. Pick up. Accidentally, same thing. If you didn't do it, I'm done. You didn't do it on purpose. There's no sin. You're in Walmart. Sometimes it all looks the same. What about the money again? Huh? The money you received from. Oh, that's haram. By accident. Accident. Same thing. Nothing on you. If it's accident, same same thing on you. What did you find out? If you find out, مثلاً وهو داخل If you find out and you already swallowed it. إذا يمكنك أن تتل أن تخرجه من بطنك. فهذا الأولى إذا يمكن لكن هذا صعب جدا يا إخوان. If you can bring it up, 
Alhamdulillah. But perhaps you can't do that, ya ikhwan. That's a skill to make yourself throw up. If you can do so, no problem. But there's no sin on you. You don't have to do that. There's no sin on you. Because you didn't do it on purpose. You didn't intend to do it. You ate it by accident. You ate it by accident. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. The brother is right behind you. Sometimes the brother is right behind you. And you go to get up and you, you hit him in his face by accident. It hurts him. You hit me in my face. What did I do to you, Yaqi? He said, I didn't do it on purpose. There's no sin on you. If he dies, it's still no sin on you. You didn't do nothing on purpose. The man is walking down into the masjid. You say, I'm going to frighten him. He comes in, he says, Oh! And he he's afraid. That's on purpose, a prank. Be careful with the pranks, Yaqwan. Some pranks are haram. It's not allowed to scare your brother or sister. Sometimes the sisters, they come in, and then Khadija walks in, and the Amatala, oh, and they, oh, that's the sin on you. You have to repent to Allah Ta'ala now. It's not allowed to frighten someone. But if you don't do it on purpose, sometimes you just turn around, oh, that wasn't on purpose. Same thing with eating and drinking. If you eat pork on purpose, you know it's pork. And there's not a need for you to eat it. You just like the taste. You like the smell. You like whatever you like. And you just say, There's no one around me. Let me just eat a little bit. That's a sin. What about selling? If you know it's haram. If you didn't know, some scholars say this man, he has an excuse because he's ignorant. Some of the new sisters, they never learned. Me and Imam Ayyub, we did a talk at the high school from the sister, mashallah. Does a great job of organizing in her, her high school. Uh, sister Ruwaylo, I believe. Hafidah Allah Ta'ala, may Allah preserve her, ahlaha and her family. And some of the new sisters there, they didn't cover correctly. But perhaps she was a new Muslimah. She didn't know about the hijab has conditions and the khimar has conditions. So her khimar was in the middle. And mashallah, her hair, her hair was down. Not, not the sister, another, other sisters in the, in the school. They were new Muslims. So they had the khimar on, but you could see the hair, mashallah, coming through. Or sometimes the jilbab, they didn't know it has to cover your body. They didn't know it can't be see-through. They didn't know it can't be tight. It has conditions for the jilbab to be a jilbab. Like a thobe. Not every thobe is a thobe on the sunnah. If the thobe is so tight that it's hugging you and you can see the man's aura, that's not a thobe on the sunnah. Likewise, the jilbab. If a jilbab, ya khwan, kana qasiran, is too short. Or rujlaiha, mashallah ta'ala kashifa, and her legs are apparent, that's not a jilbab. The jilbab has conditions. The jilbab has conditions. You guys that are playing, what are y'all laughing at? Mother Endakum, you guys owe me 25 push ups after class. Uh, white thobe and blue thobe. May Allah bless you both. Somebody make sure they do their 25, yeah, khwan. Inshallah. We're going to have to keep a track. Inshallah, inshallah. Ta'ayat. 
قال الإمام السعدي الحرام ضد حرام is the opposite of obligatory ما هو قال عن الواجب what did he say about obligatory if you do it you get a what if you don't do it you get a sin الحرام عكس حرام is the opposite حرام is the opposite يقبو فاعله the one who does it is sinful the one who does it is sinful ويثيبو تاريكه and the one who leaves it off is rewarded the one who leaves it off is rewarded. طيب المكروه hate it or frowned upon. من يمثل لنا بمثال who can give us an example of something that's مكروه something that's hated. Huh? I heard getting your feet getting your feet haircut is مكروه. <laughs> What's the fade haircut? Like uneven. Uneven. But some of the hair is cut, some of it is not cut. Some of the youngers. And the youth in America, we have this hairstyle. It looks nice. A lot of entertainers have that. Tight. Well, you don't cut part of the hair, and you leave part of the hair. Some scholars do say that's hated. Some scholars say that's haram. That that's oppression to your hair. مثل أن يجلس العبد بين الشمس والظل. قال بعض العلماء هذا حرام والآخرون هذا مكروه. Like sitting halfway in the sun. And in the shade. Outside it's a beautiful day. And you have some sun and some shade. And you sit halfway in the sun, halfway in the shade. Some scholars say that's haram. Some scholars say that's hated. You're not being just to your body. Either sit all the way in the shade, the Prophet said, the meaning of the hadith, sit all the way in the shade or all the way in the sun. But your body has rights over you. Your body has rights over you, even your hair. To cut some of the hair and leave some of the hair is not correct. Some of the brothers have children. Some of the, the brothers, the fathers, the mothers, they have multiple children. And they give this one, Abdullah, he's a good child, mashallah. So they kiss him. Hey, Abdullah, kev antem. And then Abdurrahman comes in and he just wipes his head. Hey, hey, how you doing, yaqi? How was your day? That's not correct. You have to be fair. The man has multiple wives. This happens a lot, yeah, Khwan. The one wife, hey, salamu alaikum, kev halukiya, mashallah ta'ala. And the other wife, hey, how's everything? Give me some debt. Bismillah. It's not correct either, yeah, Khwan. You have to be fair in what you display, the action that you give. Alright, if you want to kiss one child, kiss all the child, all the children. If you're not going to kiss all the children, don't kiss none of the children. If you're going to hand, give this one a hand five, a high five, a, a musafaha, you shake his hand, shake all their hands. You have to be just. Right? The two kids that are playing, still playing, we can't give them uh, punishment, and the other one is not. You have to be fair, even in your chastising, even in your disciplining. What about something growing up? That's different. If their ages are different, then you do what's appropriate to the age. But for the ones that are similar in age, Abdullah is a little bigger. You may not kiss Abdullah. He's bigger. You may hug him, mashallah. Kiss him on the forehead, maybe. But Amatullah is little. Khadija is lip. That's different. If they're similar in age, then their actions should, how you behave towards them, should be similar. Tayyip. Is it okay, like, when you, like, lean down and kiss, like, hands? It's better not to kiss no one's hand. It's better. Some people do that. You see a lot of culture. Also be careful and la taraka li shaks. Arukur ibadatan. 
or ibadatun lillahi subhanahu wa ta'ala faqat. Also be careful not to bow to someone. In some cultures, in Afrika, in Al-Hind, in Pakistan, in many cultures you see al-adat, some traditions. Ba'duha sahiha wa ba'duha laysat bi sahih. Some of the traditions are correct. La tukhalifu al-kitab wa sunnah. They don't oppose Quran and Sunnah. But a lot of them do. A lot of them do. Sometimes culturally, you go to someone's house, his wife comes to shake your hand. Hey, how you doing, ya akhi? Ma'a salama. Madalan. And this is from Thaqafa. In some countries, it's, it's from the action of the people. The wife comes and gives you a hug. But religiously, that's not correct. Sometimes in culture, it's from the culture to look at the people. To look at the women in their face in America. It's from the culture of America that a man looks at a woman in her face. That's respect in America. In Islam, that's not respect. In Islam, I'm respecting you. I'm respecting you by not looking at her. What about if she's pretty? Oh. What about where do you look? It's the same. Some brothers think, hey, this one is pretty, this one is not pretty, the one that's not pretty, I don't have to look, uh, I don't have to look at her. Not like that, yeah, Khan. It's the same. What if she's old? If she's old and she reached the age that she doesn't have to cover correctly in the likes, it's still better for you to not look at her. It's still better. But some scholars say it's hated there and it's not haram because she reached the age where she doesn't have to cover. Anyone else? Father Sheikh. Oh yeah, uh, what about some people they come and their hair is like that, they tie up, a male, you know? And they wear in a, in a, in a ponytail. Yeah, they tie up. Is that haram or? Some of the hairstyles are haram and some of the hairstyles are not haram, ya ikhwan. Those hairstyles that are specific for a woman, and it's not allowed for the man to follow that. The Messenger of Allah mentioned the curse of the man, Yushapihu bin Niswa, that uh, imitates the woman. Likewise, the woman who imitates the man is not allowed to imitate a man, uh, for a man to imitate a woman, and it's not allowed for a woman to imitate a man. If the hairstyle is specific for the woman, it has to be specific, then it's not allowed for the man. The ponytail, Yehwan, or the braids are not specific for the woman. They're not specific for the woman. In some of the narrations, يُقَالُ عَنَ النَّبِيَ عَلَيْهِ سَلَّمَ سَلَامَ كَانَ شَعْرُهُ فِي ثَلَاثَةِ in some of the narrations in the book of Dress in Bukhari it mentions that the Messenger of Allah had his hair in three three ties or three braids or three plaits between his between his shoulders. So some scholars say having your hair braided up is not from the uh, descriptions of a woman. It's not specific for a woman. If the man has long hair, you don't really see that nowadays. But if the man has long hair, and some of the narrations, the Messenger of Allah had long hair in some narrations. And sometimes he would tie it up. For example, it's not allowed to tie it up if you're in the prayer. For those brothers that have long hair, you brothers don't, mashallah. Our beloved Sheikh, our brother, his hair is real, real long. Perhaps he can tie his hair. 
His hair is mashallah. If it's tied up in the prayer, he should untie it. So his hair can make sujood also. At any rate, Ikhwan, there's no proof that the, the, the tie or the braids are specific for the woman. Some hairstyles are for the woman and some hairstyles are not for the woman. If it's specific and it's known that this is for the woman, then it's best not to follow that. If it's not specific for the woman, then it's allowed not to, it's allowed to follow that. Wallah. What if you have like dreadlocks and you can't undo it for every salah? If you, can't, if you have dreadlocks and you can't undo them for every salah, Firstly, what's the ruling on dreadlocks? I've been asked this question years and years and years. What's the ruling on dreadlocks? I say Allah. Allah is best. I don't have any proof, nor did I ever learn any proof that says it's haram. If someone says that this hairstyle dreadlocks is haram, he has to bring some proofs. يقول النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام من حديث ابن عمر عند الإمام أحمد والإمام البيحقي. The Messenger of Allah he mentions a hadith that is narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar, collected by Imam Ahmad and Imam al-Bayhaqi. قال من تشبه بقوم فهو منهم. The Messenger of Allah says, whoever imitates a people is one of them. لكن هل هذا خاص بدين آخر؟ إذا يكون خاصا لدين آخر فهو حرام. If, if this hairstyle, dreadlocks, if is specific to a certain group, a certain religion outside of the Muslims, then it's haram. If dreadlocks, some people say dreadlocks is for the, Rast uh, the Rastorians or the likes, some people say it's specific for them. If that's true, then it's haram. If it's specific for them, and Islam is free from it, and it came from these type of people, and it's, it wasn't seen except from them, if that's the case, then it's haram. Some people say that's not the case. They were popular with it, but it's not from them. If that's the case, then it's allowed. That's in the origin. Second issue. When you're making wudu, does dreadlocks stop the water from reaching the strands of hair? If that's the case, I don't know. If that's the case, that dreadlocks or whatever resembles dreadlocks stops the water from reaching all of the strands then it's not allowed to have this hairstyle while you're making wudu. You guys with me? Making wudu, the water has to reach the hair. If the water does not reach the hair, then that would not be allowed while you're making wudu. So that's what I'm saying there. dreadlocks, So this is what I say for dreadlocks and that which resembles it. Some hairstyles have different names. I don't know all the names there, Juan. If it stops the reaching of the water, then this is not allowed. One of the brothers said, may I ask a question also? A benefit, Juan, regarding the questions. Sometimes the question 
Sometimes the questions can be relative to the, to the lesson. And that's fine. You can ask them whenever, no problem. And sometimes the questions that are posed online or in our, amongst ourselves may not be relative. If they're not relative, then we'll save them for the end. And we'll give the people who have questions regarding the, the class more right. And then if I have a question about whatever, and we're not talking about that, yeah, but I just have a question, then we'll save that to the end, inshallah ta'ala. The brother says, if I may, assalamu alaikum ya akhi. I have recently asked my shaykh regarding dreadlocks also. He mentioned to me that it is an imitation of the Rastorians, as you just said. MashaAllah. May Allah bless him also. And you. Therefore, is it impermissible to imitate the disbelievers? If his speech, and as I mentioned my speech, if it's true. However, that's why I said I don't know originally. Does it originate from them or not? And I gave both positions. If it originates, then it's not allowed. If it does not originate, then it's allowed. Wallahu Anyone else say a phone? Yeah, I got one. Actually, what about praying with shoes? I know it's like... This issue here, you don't see this a lot anywhere in America. You don't really see no one praying in their shoes in America. Missouri, Pennsylvania, you don't see this a lot in no state in America. But I'll give you a benefit. From Hadith Anas. سُئِلَ أَنَسِ بُنَ مَارِكَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَى عَنْهُ هَلْ كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمْ يُسَلِّي بِالنِّعَانِ قَالَ أَنَسْ نَعَمْ طَيَبْ أَنَسِ بُنَ مَالِكَ The great companion, the great memorizer. أَنَسِ بُنَ مَالِكَ He was asked a question from one of the tabi'oon. Oh Anas, did the Messenger of Allah used to pray in his sandals, used to pray in his shoes? What did Anas say? Yes. فَقَالْ الْعُلَمَاء some scholars they say praying in your shoes as long as the shoes are clean and pure is a sunnah with one condition what's the condition? a few conditions what's one of them? that the shoes have to be pure they have to be clean. وقال بعض العلماء إذا عندنا في أمريكا مثلاً المساجد هنا مختلفة من المساجد في إفريقيا وفي اليمن وفي بعض الأماكن مثلاً وهذا صحيح. Some people say, but the masajid in America are different than the masajid in Africa, the masajid in Yemen, the masajid in this country, in this country. بمعنى عندنا ماذا النقاش Meaning that in almost everywhere you go in America, they're going to, you're going to find a beautiful carpet, like our blessed carpet here. When you go in Yemen, when you're in some place in Saudi when you're in some uh, place in Ifriqa, Africa, you don't see the likes of the, these carpets that we have. So someone prays in his shoes. He's in America, for example. And his carpet is, mashallah, 
couple thousand dollars maybe in America, brand new, only one of our sisters vacuum anyway, one of the brothers, we don't help her, she gets all those rewards Yom Qiyamah. تصوروا هذا يا إخوان. Imagine this يوم القيامة. هذه الوحيدة التي تنظف مسجدنا. انظر إلى أجرها عند الله. سبحانه وتعالى. Just imagine. Our beloved sister that our brother Liban mentioned last time. She's one of the only few that cleans up the masjid. There may be others. She's the main one. طيب. Imagine her reward in the sight of Allah. هي كانت تنظف المسجد. She cleaned up the masjid. For example, If she is sincere and she's doing this, seeking the reward of Allah, vacuuming, wiping down, mashallah, perhaps dust mopping, uh, not dust mopping, wipe, dust wiping the walls, uh, wiping the bookshelves, in the back, in the sis area, cleaning the hammam. Imagine if she's sincere in the sight of Allah. Her reward. This one action will be enough to get her sins forgiven. You clean the masjid. Sometimes out front, you only see a few brothers. Maybe some days we'll take that project. And we'll take class off one day. We'll go two blocks to the west, two blocks to the east. Get the brothers, get some trash bags, get some brooms. Sweep, go to the brother who we keep harming him every Jumu'ah. The Mr. Michael, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Jeff. Who's angry with the Muslims nowadays? Because we keep parking our cars at his 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 restaurant on Jumu'ah, and he didn't give us permission to do so. That can be haram on us, yeah. If he does not give us permission to do so, we don't have the right to park there. It will be better if I park two blocks up and walk up. I'm not harming anyone. Then to take advantage of my neighbor, he doesn't want us to do so. So it's better not to park there. Some brothers say, hey, Some brothers say, hey, he can be patient. Prayer is only an hour. It's not like that, ikhwan. The neighbor has rights. How can we call to the Quran and the Sunnah while harming our neighbors? What about if you make a friend to buy something, every place? That'd be good. That'd be good. Suppose you make friends with him, take him gifts. So we go sweep out, for example. One day of the month, we should do that. Show those Muslims in the area, show the people in the area. No, Islam cares about the community. That's our religion. We get a reward for cleaning up. So we get the kids one day, mashallah ta'ala, the adults, we come out, and we go up a couple blocks this way, a couple blocks that way, all the stores in the area, and we sweep up and clean up. That would be tremendous, Yaqwan, to do something like that. All that would be from the Sunnah of the Messenger, So we barely can clean up our masjid. So this sunnah, although it's a sunnah, it may not be from wisdom to do it. If it's going to harm the carpet. And if it's not going to harm the carpet, that's something else. But dirty shoes or boots, some of the brothers, mashallah, basketball sneaks, this and that, over and over and over, may harm the carpet. And then now you got to come, you got to come and beg the people for money. We can barely clean our masjid. So how are we going to give money, inshallah, to Ali Ikhwan? So it's a sunnah, but you can't harm the people. We had a Sheikh in Yemen, Sheikh Jameer As-Silwi, from the students of Sheikh Mubur Rahimahullah Ta'ala. Can you tapiqu hadha sunnah bidoni dararu? He used to implement this sunnah without harming anyone. What did the Sheikh used to do? Kana ata ila bab al-masjid wa akhraja min jaybihi kisan. 
So the Sheikh will come in front of everybody. I've never seen nothing like this to this day. The Sheikh will carry a plastic bag with him. A little bag. He will come to the door of the masjid, take out his bag, take his shoes, and cleanse them. Cleanse, get all the dirt out, all the filth out, mashallah ta'ala. In front of everyone. This comes in the hadith Abi Hurairah, hadith Abi Sa'il Khudri, and the Imam Abi Dawood, that you have to cleanse your shoes. That's another principle. Sometimes we implement the sunan, but we do it ignorantly. You have to know how the Prophet did it, how the companions did it. And then the Shaykh, he would put his little sandals in the bag. So now, if he has any filth on them, it won't get on the masjid's floor. And then he would put his shoes on and walk, and he would pray with his shoes. So now he's implementing the sunnah without harming anyone. And sometimes a person may not know the sunnah that you know. People next to you. Hey, say, Madalan, in our masjid, you touch somebody's foot, he wants to fight. <laughs> he said, hey, how the sunnah, men sunnah to Nabi. The shaykh, he said, in the masjid, I won't mention the name yet, Juan. He mentioned the masjid. I won't mention the masjid names. That's not important, yeah, Juan. Our beloved Sheikh, he said, Hey, a masjid such and such, nobody does that in the masjid. He said, the whole masjid is wrong. Last week, we mentioned that hadith. <laughs> the whole masjid is wrong. I said, I'm not saying that, yeah, that's not my Islam. We'll say what the Messenger of Allah said. If you do it, you're right. If you don't do it, that's wrong. Alhamdulillah. Whether it's a whole masjid, half the masjid, a quarter of the masjid, ten people of the masjid, it doesn't matter. Whoever does it is right. Whoever doesn't do it is wrong. According to the hadith, the Messenger touching your feet, rijalan when he for the men and the women is a sunnah. It's a sunnah of the Messenger Alayhissalam. And it prohibits a shaitan from coming in between the people who are praying, whispering to them, that keeping your road straight and lining up shoulder to shoulder and foot to foot stops, prohibits a shaitan. Sometimes, soon as you start the prayer, Allahu Akbar, hey, where's my phone? <laughs> Automatically. Did I lock the door? Did I roll the window up? What day is it? What's my name? <laughs> Did I get paid? Do I fully get paid? Did I go to work? All these thoughts come automatically. And then soon as the salah is over, no more thoughts. Even sometimes the children. Sometimes it's quiet. And then some of the imams says, Allahu Akbar. Then all the babies begin to cry. <laughs> that happens, Yaqwan. In the houses. Same thing. That happens, Yaqwan. Sometimes that's from shaitan. What does shaitan do when he hears the adhan? What does he do? He leaves. He's not He's not strong enough to hear the adhan. When the adhan is over, what does shaitan do? He comes back. He comes back. You call the adhan right now. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Yahrubu shaitan. He's out of here. He's not strong enough to hear the adhan. He's not strong enough. According to the hadith, the Messenger Yahrubu shaitan. He leaves, he flees. Soon as it's over, Yarajir, he comes back. To do what? Where he started? To whisper again. What should you do between the Dan and the Iqamah? What's highly recommended to do? Make dua. Hadith Anas. What else? Pray to Raka'ah. What else? Read Quran, sit in class, study. Many of us, soon as they then, before they then, he wasn't checking his highlights, he wasn't on TikTok, our sisters, Instagram. No. Soon as they then, 
Oh, let me get a picture, girl. Stand up. Mashallah. Between that and the comma. We're the same way, the brothers. That's a virtuous time. It only lasts a few moments. But it's a virtuous time, Yehwa. Take advantage of the waqt. Bain al-adhan wa liqama. In istata'atum ilayhi sabi'il. If you can, take advantage. Imma tajlis fi dar, sit in the class. Aw ud'u, aw sali raka'atayn. Sit in the reminder. Or make dua. Or pray to raka'ah. Taya, let's get back, Yehwa. Someone had their hand up? Have us. Taya, ma huwa al-wajib? What is... Wajib? When the doer is rewarded. When the doer is rewarded. And if you don't do it, you can get punished. And if you don't do it, there's a sin on the person. Tie it. Aksu, the opposite. Haram. Mahu haram? It's the opposite of wajib, our sent. Tie it. Wahada laysa bi ta'arif. Remember, these are not the meanings. This is not the definition of a sa'adi. We'll give you the definition, inshallah. But that's not the definition. He's giving you the reward. When he says, Wajib, uh, Whoever does it gets a reward. Whoever leaves it off is punished. Haram is the opposite. Tayyip. What's the next one after haram? Makru. What's an example of something that's makru? Something that's hated. Oh. Smoking cigarette? Smoking cigarette? That's not that's not that's hey, come into the masjid with garlic or onions or any offensive smell. Offensive to who? Your brothers. Hey, Al Malaika, one nas. The angels and mankind. The Muslims and the angels. Anything that Benny Adam is harmed by, the angels are also harmed by as far as smelling the lights. Anything that's offensive. It's not just garlic. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes we play playing ball. My team is winning, mashallah. And then I wrote to an nafsi. And then my doing is push-ups because this team lost. And I'm coming to the masjid. And then I, I smell my own self. How many games we played? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Six games. Sometimes we should freshen up somewhere. I don't know if we need it. We have the hammam, alhamdulillah. Maybe put some little deodorant. Go to the dollar store. Go to Ross. Guess CVS is there. Walgreens. Get some deodorants there. Some smells that are there. Sometimes we are musky. And we're not smelling good. After basketball, sometimes we go to the park. The nice park we like to work out, the Mekan, the, the Mekan park. Alhamdulillah, we do our little pull-ups there, alhamdulillah. One day we're going to take it like a little, like a little group. Inshallah. I've seen the Sheikh working out today. Some of the brothers, they go there. Some sisters, they go there. Alhamdulillah. I met the Sheikh there. That's our first day I met the brother, alhamdulillah. I saw you today. Yeah, I was there today, alhamdulillah. I try to go every day before Dhuhr. Do a little workout. Ta'i. Having the garment below the ankles, Lirajuli wa al Mar'a. Are you talking about a man or a woman? Al Hasar. Talking about a man. Hada haram. That's haram, yeah. But some scholars do say it's hated. But the Rajah Allah Alam and Haram. Why do we say it's haram? 
لأن النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام قال من حديث طيب من حديث ابن عباس عند البخاري ومسلم The Messenger of Allah says in this hadith is narrated by Ibn Abbas, collected by Bukhari Muslim. قَالَ مَا أَسْفَلَ مِنَ الْكَعَبَيْنِ فَفِي النَّارُ فَذَكَرَ النَّارَ فَهَذَ يَدُولَ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ أَشَدُّ مِنْ الْمَكْرُ The Messenger of Allah says, whatever is below the ankle bone is in the hellfire. Talking about the man. So since the Prophet mentioned the fire, it shows that it's greater than being hated. Hated, there's no sin. There's no punishment. So if the hellfire is mentioned, curse of Allah is mentioned, anger of Allah is mentioned, then it's greater than hated. If the hellfire is mentioned, it's haram. It's prohibited. Hated is... What's something else, Ikhwan? Hated. Al-Dukhul... Hada haram. Al-Dukhul ila al-masjid ala qadamika al-yusra. Coming on the masjid or coming in the masjid on your left foot. Coming in the masjid on your left foot. It's makruh. On your left foot. It's not obligatory to come in on your right. The Prophet la la ya'mur ta'ala lam ya'mur The Prophet never commanded come in the masjid on your right foot. Allah Ta'ala didn't command come in the masjid on your right foot. That's how the Prophet will come in. On his right foot. So to come in on your left foot, you didn't do a sin. You just did something in opposition of the sunnah. What did the Messenger of Allah used to do? Hey, when he prayed to Raka'ah before the Fajr prayer, he used to lie down. Is that from worship? Did he do, did he do that seeking closeness to Allah? Some scholars say no. That that had nothing to do with worship. He just was tired, alayhi salam, and took a little yastalqi. He laid down on, on, on the ground. Other scholars say, no, it's the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. If you do that following him, you'll get a reward. They differ there. Is it like wrong if you like place your foot against like qibla? Hey, that's a good question, yeah, ikhwan. Usually, that's from culture. My Shaykh in Yemen, he was big on that. Sometimes I do this, sometimes. Not on purpose, Yekhwan. You're reading Quran, and you may place the Quran on the floor. And our Shaykh, every time he do it, he would just pick the Quran up. Right? At any rate, he is doing that glorifying the Quran, yes. But there's no harm for the Quran to be on the floor. There's no harm. Pinning your feet towards the Qibla, for example. Some people say you're disrespecting the Kaaba, but usually that's in culture, for example. There's no narrations that pinning your feet towards the Kaaba is a disrespect to the Kaaba. But sometimes tradition, traditionally. Likewise, your teacher. Some of you I see, don't pitch your feet towards the teacher. Some people say that's disrespectful, but there's no narrations that that's disrespectful. Something can be disrespectful in culture, in the tradition of the people, for example. طيب, I'll give you one that I hope the Somaliun don't get mad at me, Ikhwan. And I know that the Somaliun, mashallah ta'ala, have their experience in the defense, in the defense, or alhamdulillah. I know that the brothers, alhamdulillah, Somalians can fight, you know, I don't want no trouble, Ikhwan. طيب. 
هنا لكم قبل يا إخوان أن سطل الرأس للرجل مستحب. We mentioned some time ago when I first met you guys that is recommended for the men, not just the women, the men to cover their heads. عرفنا عند أكثر السماليين لا يطبقون هذه السنة. لا بس. And we know most of the Somalis and all the Somali men, you're not going to see them with their head covered. That's a tradition usually. It goes way back, Yehwan. A lot of places in Africa, they don't cover their hair. However, it's better. It's better to wear something on your head for the men. It's better. This would be something that's hated. For the man to come out of his home without his rocks, without his head covered, for example. There are many things that are hated. You don't get a sin for doing it. Coming in the masjid and leaving the masjid without praying to Raka'ah. You just come in the masjid, Salaamu Alaikum Ya Khwai, MashaAllah, Ta'ala has everything. And then leave. That's hated to do without praying to Raka'ah. Kama Qalib ibn Abbas, as Ibn Abbas used to say. There are many things, Ya that's hated to do. Hate it, what's the meaning of hate it? It's makroo ta'ayat. He says, and hate it is the opposite of masnoon. If you understand masnoon, recommend it. Hate it is the opposite. Hate it is the opposite. What's masnoon? It means sunnah. Recommend it. Mustahab. You can say mustahab. Masnoon. Or you can say sunnah. Muturadifat. Synonyms to one another. If you do it, you get a reward. Four raka'ah before dhuhr, four raka'ah after dhuhr. Two raka'ah before dhuhr, two raka'ah before dhuhr. Four raka'ah before dhuhr, two raka'ah before dhuhr. All three of them come in the sunnah. Ta'ayat. All of these are recommended. Two raka'ah after asr. Recommended. Two raka'ah before fajr. Recommended. Two raka'ah between maghrib and isha. Recommended. Two raka'ah after isha. Recommended. Praying in the nawaf, praying the nawafil in the night prayer. Recommend it. Fi Ramadan, Tarweeh, Mahukmuha. What's the ruling on praying Tarweeh? Sunnah, Mustaha. It's not obligatory. Some brothers, La yuhafiduna ala al dhuhr wal asr, kama yuhafiduna ala Tarweeh. Wahada khatta. Some of the brothers and sisters don't preserve the dhuhr and the asr the way they preserve the Tarweeh. والظهر والعصر أقوى أجرا من ترويح and ظهر العصر the reward is greater if you can only pray one rakah if you only can pray one salah in the masjid should it be an obligatory salah or recommended salah obligatory has more right has more right that's why it's important to know what has more right to be kind to this neighbor or to be kind to the neighbor a block away which one has more right Aqrabu minka, the one that's closer to you. You take some cookies. Hey, Mr. William, I was at Mr. Williams. I went to Walmart. I don't know if you eat these or not. These are some chocolate chip cookies, inshallah ta'ala. You are welcome to them. Alhamdulillah. If you do the same to the brother who lives a block away, the one closer to you, the reward is greater. Why is this important to know what reward has more rain? Why is it better to know? Which action has more reward? So you can, so you can do it. Prioritize. Hey, prioritize. Sometimes 
أو عملين في وقت واحد أحيانا هذا صعب جدا Sometimes you can't do two things at the same time If you can, do it But sometimes you can't You have to choose Okay, either this or that Sometimes the married woman She falls into this Sometimes the married woman This happens to many of the sisters Do I obey my husband or my mother? My mother is saying something to me That's not in contradiction of Quran and Sunnah My husband is saying something to me That's not in contradiction of Quran and Sunnah But they oppose each other I can't do both If you can do both, do both if you can't do both, who has more right? Al-um or the husband. the husband or the wife? The husband. The husband. Ah. What number we on from the benefit? Rabi'ah. Benefit number four. Al-um a'la. The mother is higher. Fawqa hatta zawj. Even over the husband. Even over the husband. No one has more right. No one. If we talk than your mother. Huh? The lady, huh? if husband, her husband called her huh? or mother at the same time, huh? which one she can? And you can't do both. If you can do both, your husband is saying, hey, can you go to Walmart and give me a six pack of uh, Mountain Dews, the green kind? I like the green. <laughs> the mother says, no, go to Walmart, go to CVS and give me a six pack of Pepsi, cherry, cherry Pepsi. If you could do both, do both. Go to Walmart, alhamdulillah, be safe. Go to Walmart, get you six pack of Mountain Dew Green Con, and go to CVS. Obey both of them. Suppose you only can do one. That's why these things are to prioritize. Who has more right? No one has more right than your parents yet. No one. What's the difference between Mustahab and Sunnah Mu'akkada? Sunnah Mu'akkada, the meaning is the same. But some say the Mu'akkada are those Sunan that the Messenger of Allah Lam yaturukaha al-batta bil-aglabiyya They are those Sunan that the Messenger of Allah used to never ever ever leave off So it's from the verb Akkada That is affirmed, it's confirmed, he used to do it a lot There's some Sunan that the Prophet of Allah yaturukaha ahyana There's some Sunan that sometimes the Prophet of Allah will leave off Mithlu سنن الظهر وسنن العصر إذا كان في الرحلة لا يطبقه كثيرا النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام. For example, praying the sunnah قبلية والبعدية after or before dhuhr and after dhuhr and after asr. When the prophet was on a trip or journey, he didn't pray them a lot. When he was on a journey, but there's some sunnah the prophet never left off on a journey or when he was a resident, like. Praying the night prayer before the fajr in the fajr al in the middle of the depths of the night. Usually he prayed them. Some sunnah the Prophet of Allah rarely left off like a duha. Some sunnah you find the Prophet of Allah doing them sometimes, sometimes not, like raising the hands in the salah. Yujadu arba'umawadir kana Nabi alayhi salatu salam yarafa'u yadayhi fil aglabiya. There are four positions in the prayer that usually the Prophet raised his hands here. And then the other ones, sometimes he did it, sometimes he didn't do it. Tayyip, what's the four positions? In the Salah, this is like Mu'akkada. Usually the Prophet did it four times in every prayer. 
What's the first one? Takbiratul Ihram. The opening sacred. Allahu Akbar. The verb is Ahrama. Ihram. So it's the, the, the Allahu Akbar that makes the Salah sacred. Now the Salah has begun. Allahu Akbar. This raising of the hands here. Can the Nabi alayhi salatu salam yaf'aluhu fi kulli salatin. وَلَا يُعْرَفْ لَنَا أَنَّهُ لَمْ يَفْعَلْهُ Usually the Prophet of Allah raised his hands here. Allahu Akbar. And we don't know any narrations, Allah Alam, that he entered into the Salah without raising his hands. That's one. Second. In the Ruku'ah. In every Salah, in every Raka'ah, usually, usually, the Messenger of Allah would say, Allahu Akbar, ثُمَّ رَكَعْ And then he would bow. So now we have two. Coming from the Ruku'ah. The Prophet of Allah usually would say, Sami Allahu liman hamida. So now we have three. Let's start with the third Tashahud. After Tashahud, going into the third Raka'ah. So now you're in Tashahud. What Raka'ah am I in? I'm in Tashahud. Second. Second. Now the Imam says, Allahu Akbar. The Prophet of Allah would stand up. Allahu Akbar. And raise his hands. So that's four. The opening ihram, going into the rukur, every raka'ah, coming up from rukur, every raka'ah, and then standing up for the third. I give you a benefit. When you stand up for the fourth and the second, it's not from the sunnah al-rafi' to raise your hands. When you stand up after the first raka'ah, you're going into the second. Allahu Akbar. You see the brothers, they say, Allahu Akbar. And the second and fourth, it's better not to do that. It's allowed, but it's better not to do it in the second and the fourth. If you're praying, al-dhuhr wa al-asr mathalan or isha'ah, in the second raka'ah, after the first, you say, Allahu Akbar in the second, that's not a sunnah. And in the fourth, Allahu Akbar, that's not a sunnah. Uh, there's some place in the, in this, in the salah, sunnah ayyidah al-rafi' That is a sunnah to raise your hands. Some place in the prayer will mention one, two, two, inshallah. That's one of them. That you don't see it done a lot. But sometimes between the sajdatan, you find narrations that are authentic, according to some scholars. Some say that is weak. That the Messenger of Allah will say, Allahu Akbar, going down into sajda. Between the sajdatan, if he's here, you find the Messenger of Allah saying sometimes, Allahu Akbar and then prostrating. And there's another sunnah. Shaykh Albani mentions over 13, 14 companions used to implement this hadith in his Sifat al-Salatul Nabi, in his book, The Description of How the Prophet Prayed. In the, any raka'ah, the Messenger of Allah standing, some scholars say you put your hands here, we mentioned that last week, and some say here. So now, going into the sujood, you're here. Samiyallahu liman hamida rabbana wa lakal hamd. Either you place your hands on the dhum, you put your hands on your chest, or you put them here. Is there a third place to put your hands here? A third place? Huh? It's only two. Can you just do this? Two places, either here or here. This is stronger, because there is nothing specific, but it's something general. Here is nothing specific, and it's nothing general. Some people, I see them as this. Hey. It's better, it be? either put your hands to the side, this is called irsal, 
that you you return your you send your hands down or depending on your chest like whatever position you choose you should look down upon someone else you can tell your brother to me this is the strongest opinion you can do that but you shouldn't look down, you shouldn't criticize, oh, I'm not praying with the brother, I might get here. Why? He puts his hand on his chest, I don't do that. Not like that, yeah, go on. So standing up here, the Imam says, Allahu Akbar, over 14 companions attributed this to the Prophet, where they would say, Allahu Akbar, going down into sajda. So you may not see them a lot, but standing up, going into sajda, and between the sajda team, just like a few different ikhtilafat of how to give salam. There are a few different positions. Now rising. I see some of you do this sooner, yeah, Kwan. While rising, before you rose, that you raise your hands up? Ah, طيب. I believe, yeah, Kwan, Fahman, Min Hadithi, Aladi Ja'an Nabi Ali Sattu Salam Hadith Abi Huraira, Aduna, Atapida, and Hadith Abi Huraira. I think some of the brothers are misunderstanding. Hadith Wa'i. Are misunderstanding the hadith of the Messenger here. You see, some brothers they make this a Jew and then they come here, Allahu Akbar, and then they get up. And I've been asking for years and years and years and years, where is that hadith? The hadith, hadith Abi Hurair, hadith Wail, it says the Messenger of Allah, Qama, it said he stood up and raised his hands. Qama, he stood first. When the people say, the Prophet got here, and then raised his hands, and then stood up, I've been asking for almost 10 years now. Is it not Imam position? I think some scholars say it, but they don't attribute it to the Prophet. Like the Tashahud, there are many ikhtilafat on that issue there. But, uh, but did the Messenger, alayhi salatu salam, that's the hadith. You're not really going to stop your research, ya Ikhwan, at this sheikh, that sheikh. Try to turn the page and look at his, his proof, for example, if you have the ability to do so, if you have the ability to do so. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله So there's some Ba'du Sunan, Ya Ikhwan, Turah, and the Nabi Ali Salatu Salama Fa'alaha 
fil aglabiyya wa ba'dha tarakaha ahyanan so there's some sunan that the messenger of allah used to do almost all the time and there's some sunan that the messenger والسلام, he did not do all the time sometimes he left it and sometimes he did it طائر. أُعْتِيكُمْ يَا إِخْوَانَ أَخِرَةً أَوْ أَخِرَةً الْفَعِدَةً I'll give you one last benefit of tonight, inshallah ta'ala. تَعَلَّمْنَا كَلِمَةَ الْوَاجِبِ We learned the meaning or we learned the word الْوَاجِبِ أُرِيدُ كِتَابَتَكُمْ تَعْرِيفَ الْوَاجِبِ So I want you to write down the meaning of the word الْوَاجِبِ قُلَ لَكُمْ يَا إِخْوَانَ أَنَّ أَسَعْدِ الرَّحِمَ اللَّهَ we mentioned that a Sa'adi here, he's not given the actual meaning of wajib, meaning of haram, meaning of masnoon, meaning of makruh. He's not given the meaning. He's given the, the hukum. He's given the, the reward of it. So we're going to give you the definition, inshallah, of wajib. Write this down, Yaqwan. Ta'rif al wajib. The obligation of wajib. The obligation of. That which is obligatory. قَالَ مَا أُمِرَ بِهِ أَوْ مَا أَمْرَ الشَّرْعِ عَلَى وَجْهِ الْإِلْزَامِ بِالْفِعْلِ مَا أَمْرَ الشَّرْعِ عَلَى وَجْهِ الْإِلْزَامِ بِالْفِعْلِ It is that thing that the legislation commands. مَا أَمْرَ الشَّرْعِ that which the legislation, meaning the Quran and the Sunnah, either from Allah or His Prophet, commands. Ala ilzami bil In the manner that is called al ilzam, meaning that you have to do it. It's a, a, a forced or enforced command. Wajhil ilzam. Not every commandment is ala sabil ilzam. It's not something that you have to do. I say to the brother, hey, ta'al, indana, istafid. Well, yaqul la, anna mashbul. The brother comes, we say, hey, come on, benefit with us. Come sit down. I'm commanding him to sit. But it's not ala sabil al-ilzam. I'm not forcefully, he doesn't have to do it. So there are two types of commands. One that's ilzamiyan, and one that is ghayi ilzami. One that is, it's a, it's a must that you have to do it. And the other one is not a must. If you do it, you get a reward. If you don't do it, there's no sin. So the command, uh, the obligation has to have a command. Has to have a command. طيب. It is that thing that the legislation of Al-Islam commands with and it has to be done. It's in the manner of Al-Ilzam. This is the meaning of Wajib. Everything that the legislation has commanded that you have to do it is obligatory. If you understand this definition, you can always distinguish between that which is obligatory and that which is mustahab. Thank you.